So we, we would have had a guest this week, but well, we should hopefully have one next week. Um, who can say? Who can say? Perpetually left at the altar. <laughs> Barring stuff. So it's fine. But now it's just us. But now we're ill-prepared. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we're on episode 16. Oh, you're jumping... The, well, okay, no, I'm not jumping banter. anything. Shit. I just noticed. We're on okay. episode 16. All right, we're on episode 16. And it's, it's our sweet 16. I know. In some countries, we could smoke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're, we're legally have sex or, or drive. something. Yeah. Or drive. See, that would have been the reasonable... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but you had to jump right to, <laughs> to different vices. That's good. I like your idea about the uh, one-off, the rapid-fire idea. I like, yeah. I like that a lot, actually. Oh. That would be a lot of fun. If we had a lot of listeners, that would probably be more impactful. You know, you know, I've been listening more to Sam Harris's podcast, yep. and I really like the the Ask Me Anything kind of thing he does. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. And we don't get email though. That's the thing. Nobody cares about us, and so but uh, it's hard. You can email us at thinkrepodcast at gmail dot com or tweet at Paul Fidalgo mm-hmm. or at dot boom and ask us questions or co- give us comments, and we'll respond to them. We'd love to, even if they're really mean, even if they're mean or awful. Yeah. Come at us. Come on. <laughs> Come at us, comma, bros. <laughs> yeah. Even, <laughs> we'll take whatever attention we can. Seriously. Get. How are we doing right um, now? I haven't checked the numbers in a while. Um, we're a little lower this week than last week, I think. We'll oh, end the week man. a little lower. But we were up to like 4.30. Yeah, right. Last week. So I'm guessing we'll be like 4.10 or something by the end of the week. Okay. We'll take what we can, right. get. Take what we can get. Yeah. I feel good. Yeah, yeah. I'm eating chips, by the way. I can tell. I'm gonna stop. I've only got. I've only got like two more aside. The, and then this, I'll tell, this tells me you're not really ready to to, sh- to to cast pod. No, what it means is when I was at the gym this morning, I really, really pushed myself very hard, and I'm extra hungry mm. as a result. Mm. Mm. Or that because I haven't. And then I just I, I put my son to sleep, uh, and I, and then sort of like waited until the literal last second before I sort of get up and come and podcast. So I didn't really have. I didn't. I didn't have time after dinner. And between the time of his bath and putting him to bed mm-hmm. in order to have my snack. Yeah, yeah. I, I <laughs> so. literally just came out of uh, my my daughter's room to put her to bed after she had to get up to go to the potty and all that stuff. I've been reading stories, and I'm, I'm by myself tonight, so that's no. why. Oh, you know. Fuck, we're good parents. We we're are just really, kick-ass fathers. We are stand-up daddies. <laughs> yeah. I You can't see it, but I'm totally patting myself on the back. One really cool thing right now is that uh, Toby, who is uh, five... Murdered, be, according to that picture you posted the other day. Yeah, murdered by his sister. It was really... It really shouldn't have happened. He, pro- he probably had it coming. <laughs> you know what? Um, actually, he'll be six in about a month. But uh, we're, we're reading our first non-picture book. So oh, I'm, wow. I'm reading to That's him big. a book... Without, you know, it just being all like big, you know, gorgeous kid pictures and stuff. It's like a regular book. And it's the How to Train Your Dragon series that the movies are based on. And I'm discovering, first of all, that they have, they bear little resemblance. Uh, The entire premises of, I don't know if you're familiar with these movies. Um, Um, Like, I'm aware that they're movies. Yeah. And they apparently involve dragons in the training of them. We've we've seen them and their TV offspring uh, about 700,000 times. Um, (laughs) So but the books bear little resemblance to them other than some characters having the same names and there being dragons involved. But other than that, there's not much else that's the same. But what's great is he's really into it. Like he's he's being patient and he's he's laying there with me and listening and into it. And he's getting wide eyed and he wants to wants me to continue when it's time to go to bed and. 
it's oh it's the best it's just the best feeling i feel like i've crossed some kind of giant <laughs> parenting child development threshold uh where it's like yes we have moved to the next level we have leveled up i am so excited yeah, i haven't yeah no, we're not even remotely near that he, no well no because i mean galen we we occasionally try to read to him but mostly right now he'll just sort of like hit the book and throw it away yes <laughs> um <laughs> I mean, he'll play with the iPad and he'll play the games, and he's actually learning um, a lot of letters. Actually, uh, and, oh, that's good. And, like he can identify some words, I think now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because he just play, like a lot of the games are educational. So we're not just like here, watch the uh, you know, of course, yeah, watch some crappy TV show. Um, but but yeah, there's ones that are just like the letters, and he can identify. Seems like he can pretty well identify a lot of different letters. Uh-huh. Um, and like say them because he's he's a little slow for for his speaking he's a little behind but sure he's actually been having one of his kind of gluts of new words yeah yeah um, I love that yeah and, and it was this evening he wanted to get out of the bath and I said do you want out and he went out and then <laughs> and then when he was in our bedroom and I put a diaper on him and I was like just tickling his stomach and he looked at me and went out because <laughs> <laughs> he wanted he wanted me to stop doing it I think it was pretty cute and the other. He sits on our table. We got a big harvest table, and yeah. he sits on it. Um, and I was saying, get. And he was trying to. I was trying to work. It was his middle of the day, and he was um, smashing, trying to smash one of his cars against, like you know, plastic cars mm-hmm. against the computer. And I was like, please stop doing that. And I grabbed it, and I was like, stop it. And and he looked at me, big smile. And he went super wide, like arms out, and he went hug. <laughs> <laughs> and he gave me a hug, and it was it was at once on the one hand incredibly sweet, yeah, and it was like you're messing with also me. Also very kid. cynical, yes. He's <laughs> no. like, you are. You are distracting. You're dissembling, sir. Oh man, well they done. start so early. Yeah. But uh. when you were reading to your son, I when I I, I lay on the floor beside his crib because he's still got the crib. Mm-hmm. Um, he will sometimes. He's not doing it as much now, for but uh, he's still doing it a fair bit. He still put his hand, reach his hand through the bars of the crib to hold my hand while he falls asleep. Aww. I know, and it's like I am I am not unaware. Uh, every day that how few of those I'll get yeah you know yeah. and it's like my arm really hurts buddy but <laughs> yeah but I'm, I'm gonna stick it out yeah yeah but I mean I'd still like you to fall asleep but don't fall asleep <laughs> oh god that's 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 one of the hardest parts right now for me um mm-hmm. just on, on the broad view of getting through the day oh my god let us just get through the fucking day can we get moment to moment to the next thing can we check the next box and also yeah. realizing oh my god these little darlings as it were uh are only going to be children for such a short time and right now when i'm like oh god i really need to do this thing but my kid wants to you know muck around with me for a second or my daughter wants to cuddle me or something and you that tension of like we need to get we need to get to the next thing and but i also want to soak in this moment like the fact that you want me around that you you know you want to be near me you know uh any of that is just I don't know. I'm I'm terrified of of that going away uh, once they get older, and I don't have, and I also don't have the patience to fully enjoy it while it's here now. Yeah, it's tough. no, I feel bad in like the daytime, like when I don't like I don't consistently watch him in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's sort of like meditation in the morning, and then basically like we sort of play it by ear as far as um, how much um, I and I was doing a lot more of it, but it's sort of because she has a, a job as well, which both of us working from home, but we sort of you know. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of sorting that out so it's yeah but when when I'm watching him I feel really bad because he's like just putter I mean he's always been pretty self-sufficient in terms of playing sure. 
you know, but then he'll come over and grab my hand and he'll just sometimes be like, I need help or like turn the iPad on or whatever. But sometimes he's just watching something and he just pulls me over to sit beside him when he's watching. Mm-hmm. And it's like, damn it. <laughs> I, really, <laughs> I really wish I could, you know, I could do that. But the thing that actually like scares me the most is, um, I'm not like, uh, my friend Dan class, who does a podcast, he talked, he has a son, um, Hudson, who is, I think a couple years away from like moving out age now. And he was like nine or something, and it was just he was describing the dread, knowing that he was already like basically halfway through the number of years of of getting to take care of his son, you know, and that he was going to move and uh, move out. But the thing that actually gets me is that like way off in the future, like an impossible uh, impossible distance in time, um, is a time when he doesn't even need to talk to me anymore. Mm. You know, like I'm 38. I I don't have the most amazing relationship with my parents, mm-hmm. but I haven't. I I talk to my dad once every couple months. Yeah, and and the part that scares me the most about that is that probably will feel normal when it happens. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like because you never, you know, like all those yardsticks, you expect them to feel. Well, it feel because it feels normal to you now, right? Because yeah. that, because you know, uh, I I'm a, I also speak to my parents maybe once every you know three weeks or something like that, and yeah. uh, it's just it, to me from my perspective, it's a completely natural outgrowth of the nature of our relationship. Yeah, yeah. And can you imagine though, with 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 your kids? no, that's no, that, right? like that's horrifying to me. Like I can't yeah. even deal with that. Like, but you probably won't. Feel this like it, it's no. like your job is done. Like at that point, like yeah, my parents are done. Yeah, and I'm sure like they, I'll also appreciate the fact that I'm not, you know, wholly responsible for every waking oh, sure. moment of of these people once they get a little older. But uh, right now, boy, that is hard to to uh, to countenance. Like I yeah. can, I can barely when I like when I have to go to away on a conference or something like that. Um, my kids have no interest in talking to me, really. Uh, like you know, on FaceTime or Skype yeah. or something. But I'm desperate to check in with them. <laughs> you know, I uh, like I leave the house to go to the airport, and I'm already anxious. Like, where are my kids? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And they drive me. Ins- I want to point out that I am. Uh, they drive me fucking insane. <laughs> like I am. I am kids, constantly on the you. edge <laughs> of like the edge of snapping, and there's there is some snapping also. Uh, no, I know. I, I oh and my I God, feel little monsters. Uh, but I, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's no, a, I know what you're saying. When I, I, I will uh, unintentionally scare Galen a bit where I'll, like, he was, the other day, he was sitting in my lap while I was working and he was just, you know, he'll, he'll block the computer for, basically, and he'll, mm-hmm. like, slap the thing. And then he, he, like, and he was doing it progressively and I was trying to, you know, I was trying to stay calm, but I'm trying to, like, that tension of trying to pay attention to him, but also feeling really more stressed that I can't pay attention to him yeah. and that he's distracting. So that makes it feel like really ramp up quickly. But then he just pushed, because it's just a table on, like, hardwood. He mm-hmm. pushed it like mm-hmm. a foot away so I couldn't reach it mm-hmm. and I sort of grabbed his leg and I was like you stop it you know and, and, and I went a little loud I didn't do anything like do anything weird or anything, right. but I, and then he just he gets upset and he it was just, just a compound just, fracture he's fine <laughs> taped it up six eight weeks yeah <laughs> um, but he just he gets like he gets like he doesn't it doesn't linger but he'll get upset and he'll walk away and he'll kind of he'll stick his lip out and he will sometimes be quiet and sometimes oh, be like yeah. Yeah. and I feel I feel you know absolutely terrible it's like no no no, i'm not i wasn't yeah, <laughs> i yeah, wasn't yeah. doing that i just need you to not kick my computer yeah <laughs> like, that's, that's the thing the I... stress is compounded by the guilt right so it's the yeah. stress of needing to get the thing done plus the guilt of not being able to you know uh, be what they want you to be in that moment yeah but then at the, at the other hand we're we're extraordinarily privileged that we get to even have that tension 
Absolutely. Right. And that, and, 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 and it's baffling to me that um, that we, I, I get the feeling that we're kind of a minority in terms of the desire to do that. I think we are. And, which is and weird. that is baffling to me. I look at, like, I, I can't not look at him and just feel every emotion for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, and the idea that I would see him one time, at one point and be like, yeah, I'm done. Like, not that I wouldn't be like super happy to see him or whatever, but that, that kind of mm-hmm. lack of, of that urgency. Yeah. You know, yeah. Is, it, it's hard for me to is, like, I, I, I will say that where I live, I see a lot more dad activity with little kids mm-hmm. than, than I did like say when we were living in DC or something like that. Um, but, uh, but I, it, I mean, it still is true that the, the that dads still seem to be on the whole less interested um, or less available or something. And I know there's a lot of factors that can go into that kind of thing. But just the yeah. idea that there's this like crisis of like deadbeat dads and you know fathers. Yeah. Well, who I mean, I, I, I assume you guys were. Yeah, how old are you again? You're we're the same age, right? Yeah, yeah I'm Probably? 37. Yeah. Okay. Um, then. Are you still waited. I mean, we waited obviously later than you guys did, but like still relatively late. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that you intended to have the kids, <laughs> more right? or I mean, less. Yes. <laughs> well, no, I mean, but that's it was, like, it I, was something we eventually planned to do. The actual times that we uh, found okay. we were going to have kids were both surprises, but nonetheless, okay. yes. But I think I'm assuming that factors a lot into it because, like, you know, um, yes. my older sister, but um, was absolutely not intentional, and uh, and her boyfriend at the time surprised everyone by sticking around um hmm. kind of thing and and there's that kind of like fighting it kind of thing uh-huh. and and he he was very much the typical like i don't want to get a van i'm still young kind of thing mm-hmm. and so I, I assume that's a lot of it too and there's some people in the little the little lit sort of subdivisiony thing that we live in that there's a mix of people and you can see you can just see it on their faces the ones that are like i you know i'm sure i'm sure they really love their kids but you know, have had they're, it. They're fitting them in or whatever, mm. as a, you know. And there's that kind of, yeah. And and you know, I mean, different point in time, I suppose. We'd sort of be emotionally not as well equipped. That's true. Um, if I, I mean, put it, I've always wanted kids. I've always known I'd wanted kids, so that's never been a question. But when I think about you know how the, the degree of wisdom I had or the degree of, of even just even just self-confidence as pitiful as it is now you know and I think about it back <laughs> when I was in my 20s or something the idea of, of raising children of that guy raising children yeah. um, is a little terrifying to me because um, to me me in my 20s was you know it might as well have been a 14 year old or something uh, it's it just it, I, I don't know how that guy could have been adult enough to do a good job. I think we're doing a really good job now. And I don't, yeah. Think... did you think that at the time or do you think that in retrospect? I think in retrospect, I think, okay. uh, at the time it wasn't so much. I was sure I could do it. Like, like I could have a kid now and it'd be fine. I think it was more just, I had no idea what I was in for, you know, yeah. it, was, it was just a kind of, it'll eventually happen. And when it happens, I'll get ready for it. It was, it was just kind of a non-issue at that point. Um, right. But looking back, no, it would have been a horrible mistake. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I mean, I think that, that like the age at which we are prepared to handle um, emotionally the kind of things, so not even just like financially, yeah. Uh, but, but I mean, that oh, helps yeah. too, right? I was an actor. Um, I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, but but there's such a disconnect, certainly for any kind of modern society, um, 
the the, the age at which you can do a thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> and which the, the other parts of you are maybe ca- catching up to your readiness to do the or the ability to do the things. Yeah, I wonder is, if, um, uh, and I don't know, this is probably a bigger topic, that, but um, if if oh wait wait, this is Thinkery episode sixteen. Hey, also hey, I'm Brian. This is Paul. <laughs> Before we get, do we do the repeat of last, I think last week where we literally didn't say it until the end. Of the That's episode. true. I noticed that. <laughs> like, hey, 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 there's no intro, suckers. Oh, well, they get the idea. Maybe that's why our numbers went down. Maybe they're like, I don't know what show I'm listening to. <laughs> We're out of order, aren't we? God damn these guys. They clipped the beginning. Anyway, sorry. Um, uh, what was I saying? Um, uh, oh, I about. wonder if like, say compared to our parents' generation, if maybe our generation was more... Uh, infantilized uh if just we weren't expected to grow up as quickly um Um, and that maybe they were more ready because again we've talked about this before my parents uh had uh me when i when they were uh uh, when i was 24 now when they were 24 25 um and again mm -hmm. as i've said that would be absurd for me at 24 25 but perhaps they were ready in in because the culture and the society had kind of prepared them better for it. The expectations were more there for them to have it at at that time where now it's much more common for people to be having kids at our age. Yeah. I I mean, I don't know. Like, I guess if if they're societally more prepared and expected to have it earlier, I don't know that that necessarily means they're ready. Mm. I mean, I I think you think of a lot of people and like, it's going to depend on the family, obviously Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. the individuals, but, but I I don't know. I don't know that it's really um, better in the past in that regard. Um, I think what, what kids were meant to be were different, even until fairly recent, just fairly few number of decades ago, where it was mm-hmm. like, oh, if a kid gets sick, well, we can solve another one. Um, mm. and, and there's less of a thing, or let's have more of them to help with the farm, or we'll right, have right, like right. a few of them, and if I get a couple more kids, then the first ones will take care of the second ones, or whatever. Right. Um, and that's like a shift, and I, I don't see... Uh, nor does Maddie see Galen as like a, a worker or uh, or, you know, or someone who's going to guarantee our care when we're old no, or any of those things. Certainly not my kids. I'll tell you, tell you right now, my kids are not going to do any goddamn work. As soon as they're they're they're, they're off the hook, they're going to just uh, laze about. That's what yeah. Um, <laughs> Watching uh, would, How to Train Your Dragon on TV. Yeah, I, w- I would love it if I was able to be financially secure enough by the time he's old enough to be a slacker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't want him to be a slacker. I'm just saying... Yeah, the option would be handy. Um, but no, I mean, there's, you know, I think there's a lot of societal stuff. There was just, it's what kids, people also got married when they were 17. That doesn't mean they were necessarily better. They just had a different expectation of what the world was going to be, I guess. So, yeah. so some of it, maybe some people are coddling, uh, are coddled obviously, but I don't know. It's an, I mean, I think it's case yeah, by I just case. Don't I'm know sure if, could... uh, if, uh, I don't know. I guess, I guess my question is whether or not the, the 20 somethings of, of, 30, 40 years ago were more emotionally ready if if by whatever combination of factors were just in a better place to do it and, and were more stable internally and had the fortitude to to do it. Um, and uh, and I mean, and that's to say that folks don't now, but, you know, almost most of my friends who are having kids are having it at about this age. It's not like, you know, a bunch of bunch of us had kids and we were in our 20s. Like, I can't think of uh, 
God, I'm trying to think, but I can't think of anybody who had kids in their you know earlier middle twenties or anything like that. That are um, from my friends. Well, it's also the people who are more educated tend to have them later and stuff like that. So, there's, sure. so I mean, it's like yeah. cultural development That's and true. certainly pockets of people. But I mean, you can find lots of people who are still having kids when they're like yeah, my parents were a couple of hippies. So I don't know. What <laughs> no, but I mean, you can still find lots of people who are doing that. Yeah. Um, some intentionally, and I think also there's probably a religious aspect to that. Not to tie everything mm. back to religion, mm. but it's like that's what you do. No, I think you're right. You know, um, and it's not as like a bad thing, just that's right. like as a as an expectation, and um, and also it's probably going to be easier for some of those people. They have tighter family um, circuits, and, and yeah, you know. you know, my parents they had moved from New Jersey to uh, Denver, Colorado, to when they when they got married, and then they had me, and then I think they like ran out of money or something, and had to come back to Jersey and live with my grandmother. Um, mm. So, like, so them not having the family connection uh, had to come back and get it. And more or less, uh, Jessica and I were in a very similar position. You know, um, mm-hmm. we were okay in D.C., but uh, the reason we wanted to come to Maine was because we knew we had this network of Jessica's family that had all lived in the same town and everything. And they're all very, they're, a, you know, an extremely loving and generous group of people I actually married you know into an excellent family <laughs> uh, and so that was that was like really appealing so you know there are lots of reasons why we had thought about you know going to DC before we even before you know the unfortunate situation of my beating uh, said hey why don't we go now um, but we kind of wanted to do that anyway because of the you know the network of support that we knew we would have uh, if we if we kind of started over there. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's that, and I didn't realize how appealing that was because I didn't grow up in that kind of network. Yeah, um, I didn't. Um, I was my parents divorced, and my mom took us from Nova Scotia, or no, probably from Ontario to Nova Scotia. Um, how old were you? Uh, I was like, I guess technically I was four when oh, that wow. happened. I was okay. three when my parents broke up. Gotcha. Um, and um, and so I didn't really have access. Like my mom is very sociable, and so there's lots of friends and people, you know, but but not like family in that sense and so my grandmother would come in occasionally we would go up and i'd go up to see my dad um and uh and, and my taste of that of that sort of family was always going to my my um my aunt's christmas with her because she had three sons so it was like you know we got to sort of pretend it was like a family thing and it was mm-hmm. like you know the bunch of people and everything um which was i don't really care for christmas but that's like my fond christmas memories mm-hmm um, on a different episode, we'll talk about my older sister and, and how she ended that for me. But um, oh, okay. <laughs> she's a horrible person. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> she, uh, uh, remember we were talking about Jindal where we were like, you're a horrible piece yeah, of shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, those things. Um, oh, wow. Not, I mean, not the specific things that Jindal did, but I mean. No, she's in, not in an exorcist. Way. No, no. No, nor the governor um, of a bayou state. No, yeah. no, no. But she's she's still soulless. Yeah, gotcha. Um, anyway, um, fun with siblings those. on an upcoming yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So growing up, I didn't really have that, and then we have kind of a weird family relationship. So eventually, we moved back to Ontario, to close to my aunt. Uh, my grandmother died when I was eleven, so that wasn't much of a. It wasn't we weren't closer or anything because mm-hmm. for her because she was already dead but um it's a weird way <laughs> right. for me to phrase that but um <laughs> but yeah and then it was kind of a little a little um I'm trying to think claustrophobic let's say ah. uh and then i eventually i moved i moved a couple towns away there's still like it, my mom's like um an hour and a half drive or whatever but we're sort of actually equidistant between my dad and my mom right now um at about an hour and a half each way or each of them but yeah we don't have that and then we're kind of like hermits 
so we actually it's one of those things like i'm concerned about with galen is that we're not getting out and we don't have you know like he doesn't play with kids much right now because we don't go out and so that's one of those things and he's not in daycare or anything like that no and when we were in guelph uh this town we were in before we're in aurelia like that that is a hilarious sounding town which one that name guelph or aurelia guelph um sounds like you know a noise you make when you've had you know too much to drink or something sure just guelph um anyway the gym that i would go to i there was a daycare there and he was you know Every, it's a very nice gym everyone's very friendly and I was sort of like you know more casual friends or whatever but um, so that he was at that daycare every morning um, but we haven't and then a, a daycare sort of down the street occasionally afternoon which was nice but we haven't um, my schedule for when I go to the gym here is too early for the daycare mm-hmm. and we haven't uh, we haven't sorted out the uh, uh, daycare although I mean that in itself would be helpful just so we can yeah that's been great for our kids like as much as I I regret and and this is another one of my deep regrets is that we have outsourced so much of the raising of our children to these Mm -hmm. uh, folks at uh, the local daycare here Um, it's a wonderful daycare and they get a great experience out of it and they have learned all sorts of uh, socialization skills and they get uh, educated there and they have fun and they exercise and it's just a wonderful place so it's as good I I deeply regret they are doing getting so much of their raising done by other people Um, if it must be done which it must uh, it's it's been great for them there I think they are going to be better people for it it's um that's good yeah, yeah yeah i mean it's i mean it's also pricey to do oh, even God, like really half days is. or whatever God, it really uh, is. and so there's, there's it's you know, the, the biggest the, expense we have yeah easily sure it's crazy but it still works out like it's like the financial situation still works out like if one of us were to stay home or something um mm-hmm. we would still lose a great deal on on, on the math you know Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, I mean, Maddie makes money, but I'm certainly the primary, so it's not, we're not, you know, we're not super liquid or whatever, mm-hmm. so we're trying to, you know, you balance it. <laughs> the number yeah. of houses getting all financially, like, oh, and then the money. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, but it's 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 pricey. But, even, I mean, we would only be doing it like, you know, we, we were doing was just like a couple afternoons. So it was just like after his nap, he'd come over for a few mm-hmm. hours or whatever. That's good, though. That's really good for him. Yeah, and so we, we just haven't... Um, I haven't looked into it, and we saw one of those things where it's like, okay, because now he's like sleeping from like twelve till three. He's actually sleeping like a normal person. Wow! So it's like, when the hell? Like, so it feels like when do we even take him anywhere? Yeah, because <laughs> it's like I'm home at lunch. I want to go play. With... Oh, you're sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, unreliably. So some days yes. he just won't. He just won't nap at all. But um, and he's so reasonable at the end of the day when that happens. <laughs> it's just so uh, Ma- naps are magic for that age. i don't take them but for him for yeah for him they are for the kids they are oh magic. he lays down most of the time he lays down like an angel he just like uh-huh. sits he'll cry eh, fine and then he, or if he even cries and then he'll just lay down and he'll just yeah. go to sleep um phoebe's rejected them she just turned three back in july and she's now completely rejected naps they're they're now <laughs> out of the picture they're done and it's let me tell you, those evenings, those are some rough evenings. <laughs> but if we have, like, we, Maddie and I went out for our anniversary. It was uh, the 19th. We went out on the 20th because it was our election. On oh, the 19th. right. Um, well, happy that's anniversary. Now, that's adorable. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Thank you. Um, and, um, uh, and so, like, Maddie's friend from town came over uh, and watched Kaylin, and he was fine for her. 
But if he we had been home, it would have been a bastard. You know, yeah, I know yeah, how that works. Yeah, yeah. Because like, he, really, he really likes Kathleen, and he's very excited about that and everything. So, and we had some nice sushi. So it was good. That's good. And then, and, you, and you voted, I assume. I assume. I don't. We did. Cast um, my vote didn't count though. No. Because uh, because our Canadian system um, is such that we don't vote for, or my vote didn't count for the prime minister. You voted for, for a different party. No, no, I voted for him. Okay. The the Justin Trudeau, the uh, I'm sure you've seen the pictures of him shirtless oh, he's with gorgeous. the tattoo. Yeah. He's a handsome man. Um he doesn't seem like a nerdy uh nerdy idiot like the last one. Um <laughs> he um uh the way we do it is you guys vote on multiple levels, right? Yeah. And you can vote for the person. Um we vote for the the local person right. and then they get a seat and mm-hmm. then the party with the most seats becomes the head of the government and the, the head of the party becomes the prime minister. Right. That is the parliamentary system. Yes. There you go. Um, this is an election, Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, so so our local constituency, uh, our local area is, is conservative apparently because we're a tiny little town mm-hmm. in sort of in the country. So I guess conservative. Um, so what that means is if you don't, you know, if you don't win, oh, I guy doesn't win, yeah. then my vote did not go toward his election. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. You know, um, so I could have not voted. It would not have it changed It would not anything. have mattered. Yes. But no, but it's I still... mean, it was actually like, a, I think the votes were only, it was only like a couple hundred. Yeah. So that's, in terms that of says something. So I mean, actually it does. I mean, it, it's, you know, uh, uh, there were some other people had they voted, maybe mm-hmm. that would have been. Um, but yeah, people are a little optimistic. I think now people are going to stop talking about the politics because with that big push to like everyone vote, everyone vote, and now it's like we, the guy we like won. We're done. What's on, what, what's on television? Yeah, well, you're <laughs> done, right? I mean, you, yeah, you, no, you, no, you, and it's so like it's done. already. He's already apparently pulling because of. See, here's the thing: our election, our 79 day election, was the longest <laughs> in recent memory. You can be jealous, by the way. <laughs> feeling, um, feeling. Yeah. <laughs> And and he's gonna be in. He's gonna be sworn in in like a cup in a month or something. Uh-huh. So it's it's also a shorter period of time. Yeah. Between you know, he's already got like authority. I think in some Does regards. He? I think so. Because I was reading. He was something already in about parliament, that. right? Yeah, like he's already been doing things yeah. and like taking. You know, because I mean, like Obama was doing that, right? Like he's just like as soon as he got he. he Oh one, yeah, he's like you know. There's stuff we got to do to hit the ground running. But there was something that he's an article talking about some measure of authority he has to already pull or t- begin the pulling out of our uh, military from like um, campaigns against ISIS. He he can start that now. I, I, I that's what the article said. I might have misread it, but I was pretty sure it, it said that. So it's like okay, we move quickly. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, and there was a neat bit where he was. Um, I mean, I I knew about the thing about pulling out troops and stuff i knew that i didn't know he could do it now that's yeah so i don't know um i'm not 100 clear on that that did surprise me which is why i'm mentioning it but um but yeah so he did he's he went what he did was because harper the last guy was notoriously increasingly over time um hostile to the people he was serving (laughs) and humanity and, 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 and the press and uh to a hairstyle that it wasn't like just a mop. Well, that's but, really um, something that hair. I can yeah. tell you. Oh god, it's just like, like that's a choice, huh? Really? It's like someone just someone's like, I got some extra hair. It's like just drop it on top of my fucking head. <laughs> just leave it there. It's just fucking. It's like, do you want me to do anything? No. He is um, like. I mean, I don't. I've not seen much of him, but he is not interesting or no, no. Compelling. I don't even. I don't even remember how he got 
elected. I mean, he will. He campaigned on different things, right? Oh, sure. Because it's we have you guys technically don't have a two party system, but you functionally have a two party system. We basically have a three party system mm-hmm. in the same way that we have uh, the Bloc Québécois, which is in, in Quebec, and then there's the mm-hmm. Green Party. Is so it's so sweet. They're trying to get on the scene every time and they got one seat this time and it's like there are a couple hundred seats to get in total right so there's no like, that's oh. cool because at least at least you have a system that allows for that kind of thing yeah Whereas, and know, i mean there's been historically lots of like pushback against whether they're gonna or like debate about whether they're gonna be in debates so the similar kind of stuff that you guys get uh-huh. in terms of how you know how many people do you talk about because you guys have so you guys have communist party candidates running for president we have no all one sorts knows of them. that no one knows that because you just ignore them yes that's true yeah but so you if we had a two party. If we had like a proportional representation system, I'm gonna. Get, I can go all nerdy on electoral reform. By the way, um, if we had a proportional <laughs> represent, representational system, we would have like five percent of Congress would be made up of our Green Party, and maybe one yeah. percent would be there. Might be a communist in there. There might also be some like really far right wing. You know. You, almost Nazi types, but it would be like one or two or something, right? Yeah, and, and I mean, what we have, we, that's actually uh, the political reform of that exact kind is one of the things that both the, uh, the liberals and the NDP were pushing, mm-hmm. uh, kind of in response to Harper. So yeah. uh, we'll see We'll see if they sort of follow through on that. There's a thing that people were doing on Facebook where they were putting um, event invites. You know, they're just creating like an event mm-hmm. and creating an invite, but to like Harper's going away party, like a month before the election. It's like, you know, he survived a couple elections. Yeah, Maybe you want to yeah. wait. Maybe just, just a tiny bit. Um, and then some people, I, I've seen one uh, just for uh, now that um, Trudeau, uh, our own political dynasty, is um, is is in power is it like set to the date is like 18 months from now to like to like to to see if he's done the electoral reform and there's something so weird about setting a facebook invite mm-hmm. to try to do it's like it's yeah. kind of shitty it feels shitty to me and i don't i can't really articulate why well facebook feels shitty most of the time no so but that, that is a specific thing no, and I also know. people were like all the canadian people i know were like i just voted go out and vote and they were like people taking selfies of themselves in front of the voting booths and stuff mm-hmm. and it felt so like I get it, they were trying to get people, but but they felt like so much of it, like if it made it feel like really shallow. Hmm. Interesting. While at the same time it was like it was trendy or whatever, right? Because people were like, oh, I'm gonna take a picture. Like, I'm not. See, we're a so desperate to get turnout that we would, you know, embrace even the trendiest, most shallow means of doing so if it would get our damn. Yeah. What are you guys at out? normally? What are you guys at normally? Oh, like sixty percent is a landslide even, for us. Are you even That's that high? Huge. No. Hold on. No. You, you talk. I'm going to type and look up what that is. Go but, ahead. Uh, you talk so I won't All right. type over my No. In fact, Brian, <laughs> I would say this is just me thinking off the top of my head. I think, you know, the big 2008 election probably had something like 58% turnout, something like that. And that was huge for us. Uh, normally, it's much lower. And during our off-year elections, our midterms, when it's just uh, seats in Congress and stuff, that is something like... 20 something 30 something maybe it's abysmal um, it's abysmal okay so and that's why we get I, I by ha- the way have- that's why in our midterms we get all these right-wing lunatics who get elected to congress and stuff and all these state legislatures that become completely swamped with uh with you know proto-nazis and stuff is because those are the only ones that come out turn out to vote okay can i tell you something please the highest on record according to wikipedia uh-huh. ever for who for you for me 1876 81.8%. That was a good year. That's a good... I remember that year. 
1876. I can't even think of who that would have been. Um, would that have been? That, that wasn't um, Reconstruction. Was that like Hayes? Rutherford B. Hayes. Hayes. I was good. right. Oh my God, I called it. <laughs> Samuel J. Tilden. That was the one. big uh, the fuck up election where the Electoral College was iffy and then they made the deal to put Hayes in power and they ended Reconstruction and pulled the troops out of the South and Jim Hayes, Crow started. So Hayes won, mm-hmm. right? Okay, that's technically because Hayes has got a, a heck of a beard. Yes, Tilden, uh, a weaselly, no bearded person. Well, there you go. Just a this looks one person looks majestic and powerful. The other one looks like yes, where's the But it was like a super him? close election, though. Is the point? Like it wasn't like mm. it was a, it was disputed, and I think it had to be settled in the House. Oh, uh, okay. So Hayes actually lost the popular vote. There you he go. Just got yeah. the electoral that's vote right. by one. I hate that system. It's by the way, awful. It's stupid goddamn awful. System. We need a national popular vote. We need instant runoff voting, also known as ranked choice voting, for uh, oh, any oh, single so seat like office. One, two, three, four, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. When you rank them, yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. people, people are talking about that here too. Absolutely essential. It's never going to happen, but it's one of the fundamental things that's broken about our system. And Can I tell you what your it. most recent election was, uh, percentage-wise? Tell me. Fifty-four point nine percent. That's actually pretty good for us. Uh, well, no, the last one was 57.1. 57. Per, okay. Uh, two, 2004 was 55.7. 50.3 at 2000. Okay. 40, 49 even, 1996. Yeah, that was a really boring And then one. you basically hover between mid to high 50s to very low 60s. Yeah. 96 was Clinton versus Dole. Nobody was excited about that one. Yeah. Uh, 1932 is 52.6. Ours this year was like 69%. Or is that, something is that, like, that, no, it was a 61%. Is that a big um, one for you guys? It actually was the biggest since we were 68.49, which is not bad. Uh, the last election in 2011 was 61.1, and then 58.8. So we, we didn't really have around that. But we got, we got look, we got a bunch of like high 70s, almost 80%. Wow. We got like 1958, 1962, 1963, 79.4, 79 even, 79.2. Okay, so what explains that? Why do you guys, now that's a, because that's a big difference. That's not like a marginal <laughs> difference between us. That's a huge difference. I have no fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, is it instilled civically into you guys in a different way? You know, I feel like you know, our I schools do push that kind of thing. Like, I feel like we do have, hey, voting is a really important thing to do, really instilled in us, and yet people still don't do it. Um, I don't know. I I don't know if it's related, but one of the things, like, Trudeau, I think, was certainly much better than Harper. Um, in times, I actually, I think I, years ago, signed up like registered as a member of the Green Party, in part because I wanted, they, if they get a 5% of the vote or something, they, they qualify for federal subsidies in yeah, the next election. Yeah, we like that too. Yeah. yeah. So I contributed to that. Because I, you know, the platform really isn't that much different. But it's like the yeah. more people or whatever, that's fine. Um, but in this election, actually something I know, I looked at the last couple of elections, the, 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 the stats, and basically the one who won got to around 39%. Then second one is thirty one percent, and then like sixteen percent or something for the third. And who gets it just kind of switches, but the numbers are roughly the same. Mm, interesting, <laughs> which is kind of funny um, and probably sad. But um, a lot of people this this election anyway, um, like Trudeau won by you know he he didn't win that much in terms of the uh, the actual vote of people, but seats he got right. pretty good, or the liberals got pretty good. Um, and then we, because we have so many parties, there's a lot of defensive voting, strategic voting. Yeah, yeah. So, so there's a number of people who did not vote, who didn't want to vote for Trudeau, or did not vote for Trudeau so much as they voted against Harper. Mm-hmm. And they picked, and it was fairly clear, fairly early on, 
that Trudeau, this charismatic son of a charismatic, one of our most beloved leaders, Pierre Trudeau, um, not without controversy, but still, he's still one of the ones, you know, he's, he's our, he, he's big dog kind of for yeah. us. Um, it seemed pretty clear to me that he was going to win. Mm-hmm. He had a groundswell. He had a kind of Obama-ish groundswell to me, mm-hmm. which I made that comparison. He's our Obama to some of my friends. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, I don't know. He's this optimistic young guy with a lot of energy, and he doesn't seem like he, he actually seems sincere. And he's running against this like in the way in the shadow of this like idiot buffoon that everyone wants to leave, but the guy keeps getting elected. I mean, yeah, ah, it seems like a good comparison to me. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but so, the, I mean, except Obama didn't run against Bush because you guys have term limits, so you know. Thank God for those term limits. Oh, I know, I know. I although, know. although like, of course, Bush would have been like, destroyed in a th- in a third election. I mean, we, oh, we could have run. I don't know. There's still so, there's still so many people in your country who think he's a good president who just get well, so angry with people that is true. He's a bad but at that point, his uh, his approval ratings and and his polls were so bad. I mean, it was mm. among the worst of any president in history at that point. And then we That's had the, the the financial crash and all of that. So yeah, no. If 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 Bush had been running for a third term at that point, um, that is it, that sounds so absurd to me right now because he. I mean, <laughs> we we could have run. Uh, uh, who's the crazy guy from Alaska? <laughs> Shoot, I can't think of his name. Sarah though. Palin is not a guy. No, no, okay. not that one. The other one. Uh, I, oh, if if we had run. Mike Gravel against Bush, we would have won. So that's that's just how bad. Or Dennis Kucinich, we, we still would have we still would have mm. taken that election. So uh, I know who Kucinich is, not Gravel. Yeah, but, Gravel uh, in two thousand so point taken. Two thousand eight was it? Was he the two thousand eight guy? He was just this. He was a, a former senator. He hadn't been a senator since like the seventies. Uh, just like this kind of crazy far left a guy who did this kind of absurdist campaign. He seemed like he might have been off his rocker a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, That's actually described, I think, the end of Harper's campaign. Oh, yeah, there you actually. go. Because he went, he was getting a little more desperate, and he kept trying to get, it seemed like he was trying to get more and more fearful. And so I compared to Bush, is that he seems to be, he was trying very hard, it seemed like, to pull Canada towards this more fearful kind of system. Mm-hmm. Like you guys have, like you find people. Oh, yeah. Um, and, we um, eat fear for breakfast. And <laughs> and we shit out regret in the afternoon. <laughs> um, but no, there was a thing with the niqab, you know, like the headdress, and there was a thing with like citizenship tests, and then Harper really wanted to push through something requiring um, women to take them off while basically taking their like, right becoming citizens. Yes, and 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 what they want. The fear that they had there, because they were like, well, you know, I mean, if they're Canadians, why do they, you know, come on, dress like Canadians or whatever. But we're a pluralistic society in ways that kind of you guys aren't, because we're kind of more cool with it. I mean, we have issues. Don't get me wrong. We have issues. Sure. But you guys are a little more, well, you're you're louder about everything. Um, No doubt. And and so it was, everyone was saying it was a big distraction, because it was this, you know, everyone get all worried about this very, you know, anti-Muslim kind of rhetoric. Um, That doesn't seem like that would be effective. Like, that seems like the wrong call for... A Canadian well, no, that election. was that was the that was the well. See, it, but it, I feel like it has worked the la- at least mm. the last election because, like you know, fa- famously in two thousand four, there's a lot of efforts to get uh, anti-gay legislation on you know uh, referendums on referenda. Sorry, on various state ballots in order to draw out more of that kind of person, so that Bush would have an easier time of getting reelected. Um, and uh, for, you know, in, it, it, you know, anecdotally, it, it seems to have worked. Uh, I think there's some dispute as to whether or not that really had the effect that people think it did. But nonetheless, um, I can see why they would have done that. I have trouble believing that the good people of Canada uh, 
uh, would have uh, turned out in large numbers because they're uh, afraid of Muslims. That just doesn't ring true well, to me. It, I mean, it, it was something that sort of ate up a lot of the debate and mm-hmm. the airspace around it, okay. which I think was probably part of it. And, and, and to my understanding, it was something I wasn't following super much uh, until more of the end of it. But I wasn't aware, I'm not aware of a specific good answer for the question of like what would be the problem. Because mm-hmm. like as much as it's, you know, it's a symbol, uh, arguably a symbol anyway, depending on, on who you're talking to, of the oppression of these women, if they're choosing to wear the thing, that's like... I don't care. And like, so people were asking, like, so what is the problem here that they're going to take a picture and get ID and then pull off the, the kneecap and then they're going to be like a man or something who's the guy with like a bomb? Like, what, what what's the concern? It's like, aha, I'm using a, I'm driving with a different driver's license. Right, so right. Like, you know, like what was really, you know, what what is the practical concern here? Yeah. Now, is this um, the, are they talking about like the full face veil or just the... The, like, the one with the, the eye slit, the kneecap. Is okay, the okay. The, so the almost entirely yeah yeah a little while ago Maddie and I sort of were like when we're talking to each, our, each other about that we're sort of just saying like the headdress or something because we're like wait a second because there was an article going around sort of pointing out all of the various different ones we're like yeah. okay we said some of these wrong so we're not confident that we're gonna get those right yeah <laughs> yeah so hmm you know um but then other things he was doing is he near the end of the election Harper actually had like a rally with the Ford brothers with Doug and Rob Ford, really? which was seen widely as an incredibly desperate move. Although, it was, it, you know, the people who's going to work for the people who still are very much conservatives who like Doug and Rob Ford. And they still have mm-hmm. fans, much like Bush. The people who like them still like them. And they, yeah. they're very, they've always been very conspiratorial. So it's like anyone who's for them is good. Anyone against them is like against them. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, that kind of, that kind of uh, persecution angle. Um, and so you're aware of the Fords, sadly. Yes. Right? Oh, yeah. That, that's probably the only Canadians I can name at this point. Uh, well, except for like Ricky. I, oh, no, I remember uh, Brian Adams. Bubbles. Brian Adams. Uh, Celine Dion is one of ours. Shania Twain. Shania Twain uh, is one of yours? Yeah, she's actually, uh, she was she was born and raised about an hour and a half from where I am right now. Well, um, I think my um, stepmom actually, like she knew her briefly, like as a, like younger or something, or it could yeah. be thinking of someone else no but look half of hollywood is canadian i was about to say like in in reality uh our culture is uh, completely uh, in, infected by uh canadian wonderfulness can i dependent, say dependent uh, dependent upon dependent would be another upon, way to say that uh, my children's entertainment i mean most of the shows that we watch we find out oh that must be canadian because everybody is mispronouncing words like out and about and so we know <laughs> that those are canadian Burn. Uh, yeah, I mean, st- almost almost straight down the line, all these PBS shows and things they watch, those are like, just it's just, they're all just bursting out of Canada is where those things are coming yeah. from. Yeah. Um, but anyway, <laughs> um, Rick Moranis, also Canadian. Oh, yeah. SCTV, um, yeah, man, SCTV. I was raised on that. Yeah, 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 yeah it's good stuff. Um, <laughs> but uh, but so, uh, so Rob Ford was very funny and then it became very sad when he realized the extent of his uh, you know his substance abuse yes. issues and everything but the word is that the whole family is very skeezy and that um that if not i can't remember if rob is supposed to be part of this but it dug at least like in the 80s was it sold drugs like it's an open it's one of those open secrets and the family knows that everyone knows kind of thing and like i think just like pot or whatever but still he was a drug dealer in, you know it's good to toronto and justin trudeau our new our, our president or pm president our president who's called the prime minister we call it a prime yeah, minister. whatever um the, our pm elect is um you know he's he's very much for uh legalization 
And that's like one of his things on, I believe, one of his campaign issues was like, yeah, we totally wow. legislate it. So the Ford yeah. should have been very excited about that. Well, but what he because but then they're in sort of the pit bull mode, defending Harper and and um, Doug Ford, a supporter of his brother, tireless supporter of his brother, said that uh, Justin Trudeau. Apparently, he said this with straight face. I assume so. I, I don't understand how this person's brain works. Uh, it said that um, he didn't think that Justin Trudeau was qualified to run the country because uh, he smoked marijuana. Wow. And the irony of that—the wow. the, the unflinching, like it's—it's it's breathtaking. It's—it's it's impressive. Did your you whole know, country like just kind of like shake their heads like a god? Like we kind of did. It, it was—it was very quick because there's a lot of stuff going on that day. Uh huh. Uh huh. But it was like that sounds like one of those Gerald Ford like there is no Soviet domination of Eastern Europe kind of lines, you know? Like, yeah. Like, it's what? Just like what? Why? Like how can you even like? I mean, we you are aware that, and, and also he specifically has floated the idea of trying to run for like the leader of the conservative party. So he would be saying that he is somehow qualified to lead that party, which would then, in his mind, also mean the country. And so it's like, but okay, so as someone's uh, Twitter response I saw that was okay, but so smoking, doing drugs is is bad, but selling them is okay. <laughs> as long as you are participating in capitalism. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. It's just such a like. It's just it was it was it was breathtaking. It was it was. Um, he doesn't have any position of power anymore. But Rob is now a city councilman. He took like a. Oh. He ran for his old position because he had cancer, right? So mm-hmm. he. Um, so he that was apparently something he could handle, but being a mayor that he hardly even showed up for was too much work so it's very confusing well maybe city council's just yay or nay on everything and then you can go well in in their mind yeah probably in their mind i think what happened was that doug was like he's gonna run for mayor which he did and then he failed but i think in their minds it was like oh well i'll just be mayor and you can just take my because that was the council position was the one that doug had so they just wanted to switch and it felt like in their minds they were like we'll just switch we could just switch right and i was like you can't I don't think fucking it switch. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't work that way. I mean, they went through the elections, but you got it in the sense in their head that it was like it was done. We're just switching. Yeah, and you guys are just you guys are just notarizing this. Well, like, frankly, that's I think that's more or less what Jeb Bush is uh, working on. It's it's you know the the premise that he's running his entire campaign on is you know well it's my turn. Um, yeah, <laughs> that, that literally should be his slogan. <laughs> It's my turn! Exclamation point. All the other guys in my family did it. Right. Um, <laughs> or, or I like this better. Instead of Jeb, exclamation point, mine, exclamation point. Done. <laughs> Jeb, question mark. Um, <laughs> so so, so uh, speaking of Jeb, there was that funny thing that you guys, this is a, a, a I feel like a kind of atypical structure for our, our show. It, but, it definitely is. But we were, but it's we, cool. were we were thrown off by our uh, cancellation. Well, we're following the metaphors about rivers where they go. Um, Ooh, very nice. Yeah, that was, it was almost. If you, if you had come up with a way to actually express that, that would have been amazing. <laughs> Imagine me saying something profound about us traveling down a river. Wow. It was pretty good, right? Yeah, that was great. Um, but yeah, when um, Trump was uh, saying that uh, I'm, you know, saying you're blaming Bush, but 9/11 happened on his watch. He's president, which is like completely true. It abs- I was I was in the true. city it happened in. Yes, I remembered Bush was president at the time. Yes, and, and, and it's and I what I love is um, it's like my my little brother who I've mentioned a number of times, the religious one. He says stuff a lot of the times that is actually correct, but he phrases it 
so weirdly that you have this long 20-minute argument before you realize what he meant. And then you're like, oh, okay, that's what you meant. And, and okay, uh, sure, okay. But, but, you know, like the presentation is off enough that you don't, it, you don't take it on the right level. And I, Trump is like that. Like he says a lot of stuff that is, I mean, he says a lot of stuff that's obviously insane. That it's just counterfactual. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. he's still a lot of the stuff that gets disregarded because of the crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. He says a lot of reasonable things. Th- yeah. Um, a lot of reasonable things. And there was that, the clip from one of his books from like the 90s or something saying Bin Laden is going to attack America in a big way. Um, Do you see that? Agreeing with security. He's agreeing with security. He wasn't like, you know, making predictions of his own. He was agreeing with the consensus that there was going to be this big attack coming and that people aren't paying enough attention to it. Mm -hmm. And he specifically, he name dropped uh, Bin Laden. Right. And there was like a clip of like one of the Fox News channel people, like one of their stupid panel shows going like, buh? Wait, was this real? Was it, did he say this? Like, is this a joke? Like, what's going on? Um, but when he was talking about, like, Bush and, like, oh, this happened on your watch. And and then Jeb, there was a, a Jeb got interviewed. I don't know who he was interviewed by. I don't see the clip. Didn't see the whole show. But he, uh, Jeb saying, like, look, he's not to blame for what happened just on his watch. Um, that's absurd. Like, he's not, it's not his fault. Like, 9-11 isn't his fault. Right. right. Um, now, obviously, questions about um, his due diligence and actually yeah. assessing the threats right. aside. He didn't drive the planes into the No, planes. no, it's not his fault. His react, you know, right. and then and then he said, like, his reaction to it after, that's the thing. And he kept us safe or whatever. And right. it's like, uh-huh. That aside, then the, 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 the interviewer said, well, how is that any different from what you guys were assessing with, like, Hillary Clinton and Benghazi? Mm-hmm. Because... They, that was done to you guys. She didn't do that. Mm-hmm. And he just is like, well, but I mean, we, we need to get, like, we need to figure out the answers, the questions that we need to, you know, he just got really stammered. Yeah. And he, he like, he clearly... Did not see that like, coming, yeah. Yeah, you know, he didn't see that obvious comparison coming. Yeah. And, and people, I've seen a reference of a few people saying that that's like, that's it, that's the end of Jeb. Well, yeah, and you know what? I don't think it is, but... Well, yeah, but I, well, he's got, he's just got too much establishment support still. But I, yeah. but I am prepared, I mean, I'm the worst political predictor in the world. I, I am almost always wrong about these kinds of things. But uh, I, I am prepared to say that he will not be the nominee. I feel pretty good about that at this point. Yeah. Um, and I feel good that 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 is the case. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, but you're, but this thing about Trump, you know, it's kind of. I mean, he's a. But don't, please, uh, all the of course provisos that he's a bore and a and a terrible person. If he's president, we should all leave the planet. But mm-hmm. because he is who he is, he is able to cut through bullshit and say things yeah. that actually are true that other people won't talk about. He's Batman. In a way, in a way, we're getting a little farther down that river. Um, uh, There's a rock. Watch out for the rock. Lawrence Lessig has credited Trump with actually bringing back the conversation about uh, too much money in politics and stuff and how the system is Yeah, I'm surprised when he says stuff like that. And he's complaining about CEO salaries, which is a little ironic considering he makes like $65 million. But I mean, is there any better messenger for that, though? For for the guy who's like, I buy and sell politicians. That's a problem. I should not be able to do that. I love the first, in the first Republican debate when Rand Paul tried to make fun of him for that. Uh-huh. He's like, I sent you a lot of money yeah! to shut Rand Paul right up. <laughs> yeah, he like almost, like you see Rand Paul almost kind of pout and cry a little bit. He was like, like, oh. Well, I just wish that Paul, Rand Paul was just like, well, fuck you, sir. Yeah. <laughs> you know? or, or just left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like kicked the, kicked the podium over. Like, how do, you, how do you not know that's coming? If you're going to lob know, a, know. an accusation like that over it, 
over at Trump and like make that kind of attack and not know at first, wait a minute, has he given me any money? I, th- you know, I, in, in some ways, I think that like, you know, there's the promise that Obama would have the transparency and then, you know, yeah, not as transparent as people would like. You kind of imagine that you could imagine that Trump would have like one of the most transparent presidencies ever. He'd just be like, yeah, we bought this asshole off yesterday. We did this. We did that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And he'd be like, you're not supposed to say that shit. He's like, but we did it. Well, that's the thing. If, if it worked, if whatever he's doing worked, he'll definitely do that, I think. I think he'll say, oh, yeah, yeah we did this thing. It was kind of ethically questionable, but this is what we did. And it was so brilliant of us to have done that thing that looks ugly, but look at the results. You know, if that's But it. a little four-year-old girl didn't get blown up because of me. So I'm mm-hmm. fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, in some, I mean, yeah, no, I mean, comedians would love it, obviously, as they were crying. Um, But no. uh, Here's here's the thing. I know we always talk about Trump, but the thing with Trump right now is that what people keep forgetting when they, like, he has a lackluster debate, he says something stupid again, and people say, oh, this is it. Now, this is where he falls. This is where he's going to come down. And here's what I feel like the establishment press corps still doesn't get. They forget that the Republican primary essentially works so that only a a decently sized plurality is needed to mm-hmm. win the nomination. He doesn't have to score like some kind of overwhelming landslide of just, Republican primary yeah. voters. If he, he gets a solid twenty five, yeah. you know, twenty five percent or something like that, he's he's racked up the delegates and he's done. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't need to be the consensus choice, and that's what's kind of screwed up about a lot of a lot of our electoral systems in the United States. Yeah, well, it's like the it's like the joke about the bear, right? You don't have to outrun the bear; you just have to outrun the the person beside you exactly yeah it's Uh, first past the post so all he has to do is get the largest plurality and and his fans are not going anywhere you know what i mean no and and i and i said that trudeau is like our obama but in some ways i trump is like the conservative obama right uh tell me why you say that now and i'll tell you well i'm just kind of this is just off the top of my head well, his Obama for a lot of people, from my outside perspective, and certainly I listened to his podcast when he was just senator, so I I I, I was a fan of his before it even mattered. Uh-huh. Um, is that before he, he sold out? Since, before he sold out uh, on that big tour, he took the singing lessons, and then he didn't seem so rough. He was all polished. Yeah, seriously. Um, <laughs> fucking poser. Anyway, uh, he because uh, he was different, and he felt like he was the breath of fresh air, yeah. and he was like, "Here's all this like the you know cookie cutter politicians," and then there's this guy who's like, "I'm talking about something different, and I'm going to do something different," mm-hmm. and and Trump is very much that conservatively, like on the conservative side, who would, he would go back to the Democratic side if he thought he could win better there. Definitely, but, I mean, he doesn't care. But in the sense of like, here are all of these people, and here here are the, the you know the the middle America people who are like, you know, still are hewing to the conservative side, but they're like, finally, this guy is saying the shit I say with my friends when we're drinking beer. Mm-hmm. Like, this, he is a breath of fresh air in the same way to conservatives, I imagine, that Obama was to, um, you know, the, the Yeah, Democrats. okay, I can see that. In that, in that specific mm-hmm. sense, obviously. I mean, he's obviously also, he's got the hair like Obama. He's as obviously <laughs> as well-spoken and charming and telegenic um, as well. He's as worldly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's yeah. so worldly. He's been, he, look, he went to Scotland. Yeah, he's been there. He's yeah. fucked shit up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know, but I, when this is all said and done, I'm just going to be. Uh, you know, I, as, let's assume he doesn't win the actual presidency. I, I'm going to be so glad he he did this. Uh, it's because yeah. you know he's poked a lot of wounds and he stirred up a lot of uh, of kind of ugliness. But I'm also glad mm. that a lot of that ugliness has been 
exposed um, in a way that it, I don't feel. I mean, it was exposed during Obama's, particularly when he ran, first ran, and there's all that Bill Ayers stuff, and is he a mm-hmm. Muslim and yeah. stuff? Um, so that was really horrible and ugly. Jury's still out on that one, yeah, obviously. Um, but uh, it was still kind of underground. It was still like you know, just this kind of person is doing this, but they're trying to get it out to the mainstream. Whereas I feel like Trump, Trump's candidacy, candidacy has really shown us a lot of what uh, uh, a lot of what our country is really like, and people are much more open about some of the things. Um, I don't know. I'm, I don't, this is not a fully you mean fleshed like out negatively, thought. right? You're yeah, it's just a little things. more naked out there. Now we can really kind of tell. Uh, I feel like the electorate is showing itself a bit more. Um, that because this kind of candidate is now available to them, as opposed to a McCain or a Romney or even like a Santorum or something, uh, because this kind of uh, I'm just going to break everything open kind of candidate is out there that's that's sufficiently popular. Uh, I just feel like we're learning more about. Our yeah, electric. that's actually one of the items uh, under the new things that's been there now for a couple episodes. It's like if it's wondering if that's like a defense mechanism to have to keep dealing, keep from dealing with the fact that our that the country is full of shit because you we, mm-hmm. people are acting like and we do it, too. I mean, it's not mm-hmm. like just Americans. I'm not like Americans are, um, that it's like when you when you realize you have termites, you, you feel like, oh, now I have termites. Right. Like if the wall, fall, but it's like no, no. You had them for a while. That's right. how you have enough that you noticed them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And so it's like you always, you always, always. I mean, every country has xenophobic assholes. Of course, every country, and, and because yes, humans feel, are awful. Humans are kind of awful. Yeah. Some of them are good, uh, but, but even the, the average ones are okay if they're not yeah. threatened. We married good ones, for example. Yes, yeah. very much so. Um, but yeah, the average person, if they feel threatened or if something is scarce that they need, they will not be nice about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's an evolutionary defense mechanism, so we can't really, you know, it's understandable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's, but yeah, it, you give someone, give those people a, um, a figurehead. Yeah. And they're going to be more comfortable talking about themselves. Yeah. And you know, in a similar way, Bernie Sanders is, is serving a somewhat, yeah, similar thing for the left because he's showing that, you know, usually if someone who's like kind of a a socialist type candidate runs, they are absolutely marginalized. They you know they have mm-hmm. a ceiling of ten percent or something like that, and that's as far as they ever get. And I'm thinking like a Dennis Kucinich type. Uh, yeah. But Sanders has shown us that there is a hunger that goes beyond that. That we were just kind of looking for that one. Again, uh, suffer no fools and speak no bullshit candidates to kind yeah. of bust that open. And I'm like, oh, good. We have these guys, too. I didn't know we had these guys who were cool with all this socialist type stuff. That's great. And and they're, they're in huge numbers and they're a real political force. <laughs> and we didn't know it before because the vessel of that before was someone like Dennis Kucinich, who was, you know, uh, other than being kind of, you know, quirky, was otherwise completely unappealing as a candidate. Well, I, I don't remember speeches that Kucinich would have given or whatever. Yeah. Was he more like a regular politician who just happened to be a little more socialist? No, he was definitely In his presentation of himself, I mean. Um largely he was he was like hyper principled kind of type. Uh well I guess, no, I guess I phrased the question incorrectly. Yeah. Uh or in not specifically enough. Like Bernie Sanders is like I can't 
yeah, yeah, no. I have to like he's he's like I'm just gonna say the thing. Like they're like Rorschach or like Batman or like these characters who are like right. I, you're doing the things we wish we wish we all had the license to do. No, because Trump is not doing like that. that. And if he was, it okay. would have been laughable. Yeah, if he was, it wouldn't have worked because he's he's you know he's kind of uh, ambition small and and uh, you know there's a huge bias obviously as I well know towards smaller people. But he he's also just comes <laughs> off as kind of elven, you know, and and uh, the, the the thing that people were most interested in him about was the fact that his wife was gorgeous <laughs> That's that was the most interesting thing that the press ever found about it was like there's there's Kucinich's wife she's hot you know and that was about it whereas people are making fun of the prospect of having Trump as president because then it would be the first first lady who's posed naked for something oh wow um, I hadn't thought yeah. of that I don't know if that's actually true historically but that's what people right. are saying <laughs> that we know of <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I think Eleanor Roosevelt probably did a few things like that that we just don't know about anymore. But yeah, Yeah. that's my guess. Um, (laughs) She lived. She lived. Rose Garden, more like the Rosebud Garden. Oh my God! You know? know Oh my God! No, I don't know what you're saying. saying. Okay, is that too oblique a reference for you? The Rosebud Garden. Help me out. Help me out. The Rosebud Garden. What is the Rosebud from? from the, from the movie from yeah but from I've never seen Citizen, Citizen Kane, Kane. Oh, you know, I, I know the reference but I don't know like did something you, well, happen well do you know the reference that the reference is I know that that's okay do you know I know the sled yes I know the sled okay yeah no no but the, that's the reference within the movie but right. that, that the Rosebud is a specific name is actually a reference to something else that is oh. what caused William Randolph Hearst to try to ruin Orson Welles actually did you know that you heard that no there's a, there's a documentary about it because basically William Randolph Hearst is perfectly fine with people making fun of him because he's a public figure and he's you know he's a jerk and no one and he doesn't care. Mm-hmm. And Orson Welles went after him, but then they found out that um, uh, uh, William Randolph Hearst uh, I cannot remember the name of his his wife at the time, um, but anyway, who, who he deeply loved, uh-huh. like deeply loved this woman, and um, their his or their nickname. For her vagina was rosebud. Oh, so they found out, and they were like, "That's what he calls a rose." And so then he he basically like it, it was to the ruin of kind of both of them, but more of Orson Welles. Um, and so that's why now how commonly known is that? Like that that's really tough for me to like kind of land in for a joke. There, I got to tell you. <laughs> in um, my defense, there was well, there was a documentary. There was a documentary about the film. Yes. There was also a a a um, like a docudrama uh, starring I want to say Liv Schreiber. Uh, as oh yeah, there was yeah. a couple of years ago, and there was a scene discussing that. Um, also, I just thought you might have known that. No, actually, I, I guess, no, I wish but, I did. Because, but anyways, the documentary is like RKO something something something. Okay, well, that's the, an excellent the, joke. Then you know, I I, I can at least as, from a craft <laughs> point of view, I can I can appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, uh, it's a fascinating the movie. The, the story of the movie is is almost as fascinating oh, sure as that's true. the movie. Although it's a very it's an excellent movie. I've got to say, it I'm really is one of those. It is one of those classic movies. If you see it, you're like, yes, I 100% agree why it's um Because that happens a lot. Well, I'll so watch classic. a movie that is like Harold is as like this masterpiece, and I'd be like, I don't, I don't see what you guys all saw. It feels modern, like it doesn't, you know, because you watch old movies, and they're, they're like, mm-hmm. eh, you know, like the dip pacing. It's still, I haven't watched it for years, but it's, it's the skill, and when you think of, this was basically the first movie, what well, I think was the first movie that Orson Welles had made, he was like 26 or something. yeah. yeah. It's astounding. Like he was such a talent, and then he basically wasted his life in the you know trying to get the fame of it again, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And then his last role was voice of Unicron in uh, the Transformers animated movie, for which I think we should always um, be grateful that he did that. He was a good performance. Um, Leonard Nimoy also in that movie, indeed. Um, 
Very star-studded film. I, did you know that I've done an entire uh, podcast episode just discussing Transformers the movie back when I had my first try at doing podcasts? I was going to say, I don't remember that episode no, no, no. of our show. But it was I, me I, and uh, <laughs> Matt Licata and uh, Ryan Kornowski. We should we should have these guys on the show. They're really cool, too. Um, sure. That we, we just did like two and a half hours or something like that talking about Transformers the movie. It was I, awesome. That movie is... is not a smart movie, no. but I love that movie. Exactly, I love that movie. It's, I that would go so far as to say that it's terrible, but I loved it. No, well, I don't think I would say terrible. It, it's it's appropriate to a Saturday morning cartoon certainly, show logic certainly. for for but a yeah, two hour like, long commercial for or hour and a half long commercial for uh, the new line of toys. Yeah, yeah. But no, but when, when they break onto the first ship and Braun gets shot uh-huh. and gets killed with one bolt, you're like, I was a kid because uh-huh. I was of the age, and I was like. Yeah, like eight Holy years fuck, old. He was yeah. the, I was like, oh, he was the fucking strong one. Yeah, yeah, and right? he's dead <laughs> in one shot. Like, and you're like eight years old, and, and I'm was, watching my, jarring. I'm watching cartoon characters die in front of me. It's like I know, and, and and Ratchet just get like he just gets brutalized. It's horrible, and they're just like just ah, uh, and then and then and then the shot when Wheeljack is silently pulled in, uh-huh. like you just you don't even see him die. You just no, see his kind of carcass, broken head. Yeah, and you're like, oh man, that was traumatizing. I was. I was, I knew that pro- I didn't see it in the theaters. Uh-huh. I heard that it was horrible for kids in the theaters. I saw it in the theaters. I heard that it was I definitely terrible. was a little. Did you? Yeah. I heard that there was a lot of wailing in the yeah, theaters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I knew he died. So every time Prime came on, I was watching it on like a VC, uh, VCR in my aunt's uh-huh. house. I paused it every time he came on screen. I was. I just didn't want to see you it. Like I paused it for like five yeah. minutes. Like I don't want to. I don't want to see him die. I don't want to see him die. Um, but what a, I mean, what an exit heat they gave him. It was a good fight. Oh my gosh. One shall stand, one shall fall. Why throw away your yeah. life so recklessly? That's a question you, question should, ask you yourself, should ask Megatron. yourself, Megatron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, uh... <laughs> no, and then when they included that line in the first Bay movie, on the one hand, I smiled pretty brightly because it yeah. was Peter Cullen. Yeah. And then Maddie was like, after, because I saw it with Maddie, and she was like, you were so cute when they said that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but it was also in the context of that movie. It wasn't. Right. It, it, it didn't have the same weight. Yeah. It was just kind of like, it's the thing from the thing. Yeah. That's the thing about the but, Michael Bay movie. I did see, I went to see it by myself because um, God knows Jessica was not going to sit I mean, that. if Peter Cullen had not been in that, it wouldn't have been worth Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't have even like, I haven't even seen Peter any of the Cullen other ones is, since then. Um, and um, I will say the first yeah, one was terrible, but I was still smiling ear to ear just at the idea that, just that these guys were up there, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I wish they had been visually a little more clear. That's a problem. Oh, such a mess. Ones. Yeah. All, we, I mean, they're, they're visually all chunky stuff. It, the, the, the robots themselves just look like these, you know, billion piece you know, jigsaw puzzles just flapping around, yeah. you know. Are you are you a video game player at all? I am a bad video game player, and I have not. Like, do you own consoles? I have a Wii. I'm asking. I have a Wii, and oh, you okay, play, never mind. you know, I don't actually know Mario Kart. There was a game called Transformers Devastation. Oh, yeah, um, I've heard about yeah. this. And it's, I, I, I gotta get it. And it's, uh, it's old school it, Transformers, it, right? Like, it's old school with the original voices, and it's like a cel-shaded thing, so you're just, it's the game that I wanted as a kid oh to have God. them, like, the original Prime, and, and uh, uh, Grimlock, voice of Grimlock, voice of Bumblebee, Frank Welker is in it, as Are Megatron and stuff. Are you And like, the first mission, you gotta look up the trailers for it, it, it looks gorgeous. Um, and like, in the first mission, you, you beat up, you fight Devastator. <laughs> oh, God. All right, you have. I have to. What that console is this on? Little, I know. I'm so. Uh, I know. I'm having a little moment here. Um, <laughs> holy mother of God! We, I we have can, to find a way totally to get this. Have, 
<laughs> we could totally do, and we should do, like a Transformers centric episode. Absolutely. But um, I, I remember uh, reading somewhere that Optimus Prime was a, 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 a sort of a father figure for a generation of latchkey kids. Yeah. Myself and included. that feels so weird to say is correct, but I so feel like that's correct. I like, admire like, that character so yes. much, and he he takes that he takes he took that seriously, and he still does. It's like a thing. Like he tried to give it like this more heroic voice, like John. I mean, he's John Wayne, basically. Um, yeah. Well, I I blogged about this recently because I saw an interview where he talked about that a little bit, where he said, where Peter yeah. Cullen said, like the the idea when we first did it, he was more of kind of a militaristic, like shouting orders at, at the other robots, and then he then they decided to go at it from a different angle to go, like, let's try to do this as quiet. Let let's do like a like a quiet strength. And yeah, what and he, came yeah. out of that was like this man of man, this robot of just like the platonic ideal of the absolutely moral military leader. Yeah. Um, and that was, that was so inspiring, you know, like, like look, look at this exemplar of everything that we are trying to be. And it's, and it's this giant robot truck guy, but it, it, it was just, I remember being moved by, by that, you know, as a kid. And I still am by the idea. Yeah, no, it. me too. Me too. Yeah, no, he was, um, I don't get this. I have sort of trimmed back my nostalgia. Mm-hmm. As I get older, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is uncommon, because you're like, oh, I'm getting older. Look at all these great things. Like, I don't give a shit yeah, yeah, yeah. No, about a lot that. of stuff. It's like I look at it like you know, in Star Wars, eh, it's it's enjoyable, yeah. but it's 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 poorly made or poorly written. Sure, sure. But I still feel the nostalgia for like the original '80s card. I, I can't watch them. I've watched them a bit. Yeah, you can't sit through like a whole Netflix, episode. And it's yeah. like, and the pacing is so weird. Mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah, you know, still just Peter Cullen is the voice of God to me. Still, same here. You same know. Here. Uh, Plus, also in the movie, uh, Starscream got killed really interestingly. Yes, he I did. That was... <laughs> Coronation Starscream. This is bad comedy. Megatron, is that you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, what do you like to fill his shoes? Turns, we should just do. We should just do a dramatic reading of the of the movie. <laughs> I don't think we need. Apparently, we wouldn't need to actually refer to. Any no, text. I don't think we would. We'll just we'll just dole out the parts to each other, and uh, I still function. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> we should sure. really do that. I'm not even kidding. We should absolutely do that. Okay. Well, if we did that, we should probably try to see if we can get a couple of the people. Yeah, so it's not just a, maybe, maybe for variety or whatever. Yeah. Um, Stay tuned, thinkery listeners. At some point in the future, <laughs> dramatic audio reading of the entire script of Transformers the movie. The 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 arguably no inarguably the only good Transformers movie. Yes, I I I think inarguably. I think. I think that's the only yeah. one that, that crosses the threshold. Well, maybe I could get like Matt and Ryan or something to join. But they're not really actors. They're not really performers. They're, they're very uh, good guys, but I don't think we'll they put really some. We can put some thought into that. Carry it out. Anyway, we'll. we'll yeah. We'll, um, but I'm, I feel committed to this at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I should just ask Peter Cullen. Peter Cullen, if you're listening, uh, and I know you are. Be Can you be Megatron? Um, <laughs> Mix it up. You've been, you've been Optimus Prime. By like the way, Frank Welker, he is on like every single cartoon that has ever been made, and he is he's usually a, the he, voice of a dog or a monkey or a rat or something like that. He's a nibbler. He's a nibbler in Futurama. He's, yeah, he's Megatron. He also was the voice of. He was the he was the snarling sounds of angry lions in The Lion King. Wow. He's also Abu used, there's, in, there's a video um, of him like in a can going like <laughs> like doing that's amazing. this amazing like high fidelity uh, lions. Frank Welker is a can. goddamn genius. He's Curious yeah. George. Yep. I know. I know. He's a goddamn know. genius that man. Yeah. 
Anywho. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been Thinkery, oh, episode this, 16. Uh, 16. Uh, I'm Brian Hogg. Um, Paul, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at, at Paul Fidalgo or at imortal.co. How about you, sir? Well, sir, um, on Twitter, dot .boom or uh, Moss Puppet. Uh, occasionally um chapter also, three of uh, your book is out chapter three of the book is is of trumped up so trump.book.com uh it's available for free i may shift from putting all the episodes out in sequence free or uh, chapters i just said episodes um to putting a couple more out and then just leaving them up as a preview until i finish the thing i'm not uh, i'm not sure idea. um i think that might be better because if i get someone to talk about it next week and it's like oh here's random chapter four or whatever yeah you, you want know. like a good chunk of material yeah, for a good chunk. to refer to anyway yeah. um so um if you have if, again if anyone listening is still listening uh <laughs> and you have questions or comments or feedback or whatever if you disagree about my assessment of the one transformers movie as being the only good one um oh please tell I think us we're, <laughs> we welcome your derision. We can't wait to talk about it more. <laughs> yeah. Thinkrepodcast at gmail.com or uh, tweet at us. Uh, oh, and if you like the show and you're not subscribing, subscribe if you, if you and, are and subscribing. And rate us on iTunes. Rate please. us, for God's sake. Please. We have enough Write people. Write a review on iTunes. Even if it's just like, these guys are not awful. Yeah, we should at least get like an average rating shown. We need a certain number before we can even get that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Help um, us out. Come on. Come on. Look, come on. we're giving you come free on. content. You do your part. People. Seriously. We, we ask so much. I love you. What the shit, audience? <laughs> like, my God. Look, we're going to give you a week to think about it. Then come back and we'll ask you again for do it. it. Do it for Optimus. <laughs> do it for Optimus Prime. Optimus yeah. Prime would do it. He's a hero. <laughs> <laughs>